I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. Big night tonight. We've got a full team. You got the doctor. Hola. We've got the producer. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Glad to be back. And the sound guy. Check it uno, dos. Check it uno, dos. Good to have everyone back. Double celebration today, so we need everyone. We're celebrating both May the 4th and Cinco de Mayo. We are taping this at 11 p.m. on May the 4th, and it will probably go right into Cinco de Mayo. No one's believing that. Anyone that knows us knows that we are not <laughs> taping that late at night, but we could. We could. If I hadn't said anything, maybe someone would believe it. But yeah, May 4th and Cinco de Mayo. Perfect. And as they say, que la fuerza te acompañe. We have two perfect beers for the occasion. More on that soon. But first, the business end of the podcast. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories. So we turned it into a podcast. And I'm proud to announce that we are an almost fully vaccinated podcast. Tom, I'm looking at you. Going to get us back around the table soon enough. May 21st. Excelente. And I got my second shot today. So if I pass out during the recording here, then. So that's why I'm being soloed out. Yes, you are. (laughs) teachers by day beer drinkers by night and we're lucky enough to live in north county san diego beer mecca within a beer mecca so please pour yourself a beer pull up a bar stool and join us and of course you can always find and follow us on social media i like beer the podcast on instagram and facebook i like beer the po one and i like beer the ta one on twitter and then make sure you want to like us follow subscribe give five stars comment whatever else you need to do Make sure you check out our website. Learn more about us. I like beerthepodcast.com. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And as always, don't forget, virtually toast us uh, or virtually drink with us on Untapped. Very easy to find. You can just find any of us under the I Like Beer the Podcast and some semblance of that name. Reminder to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Up to 13 subscribers. That's exciting. <laughs> growing and time growing. To, time to put some more. We put time into the content, and we got enough content in there. We need to start pushing that because it, it's pretty good. I shared it, it with a, my mother-in-law today. She just finished Sun Also Rises, and I said, oh, you got to check out our YouTube channel, our podcast uh, discussion on that book. And she said she loved it. That so, was good. Yeah, Tal and I joined forces with author Ryan Wolt to discuss books over beers. If you like beer and books, send us a message and join our monthly book club. We have listeners from San Diego all the way up to Seattle. No one east of that, though. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much a West Coast <laughs> West right Coast now. So yeah. Anyone yeah. West or East, we'd like to get your perspective on some of these books. Reading a great book right now about Tom Petty, so that's a good one. Once a month, we meet up, drink beer, and talk about a book. Speaking of beer... We talked about our two perfect beers for our dual celebration. Yeah. What are we drinking, boys? <laughs> you can always tell when there's a when there's a game on or a live concert because Doc is you just look at him and he's you can see the reflection in his glasses of whatever he's watching. <laughs> Especially when it's basketball because his head actually yeah. bounces up and down as they go up and down the court. <laughs> I was just watching porn. My head's going up and down like that. <laughs> Penguin or regular? 
<laughs> Actually, no, it's just, you know, Baywatch. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Two perfect beers for our dual celebration. First, we have a brand new release, Mexican Lager from Bergen. Thanks to McKinsey over there. And secondly, we have a Star Wars-themed beer, thanks to our friend Brad from California Wild Ales. It's called Darth Citrius. Uh, we're going to start with the lager, though. Makes sense to me. Invita Mexican Lager. Talent, we were able to go there for the release. It was a, it was a good time, yes? Yeah, it was a fantastic time. I, I was saying that uh, Bergeon has, they've got to be on your short list of breweries to visit if you come to San Diego. They've quickly... And, and this was actually my first time going back to their brewery in, in a long time. So it was really kind of cool to go back there. They've got a great vibe, great location. People are are honestly the friendliest people there. Uh, we talked with what Kevin, Mackenzie, Noah. I mean, every one of them super nice and, and super knowledgeable and, and, and just super friendly in what they're doing. But then on top of it, the beers. I mean, we had some of the beers like I hadn't had because they don't have them in cans and that kind of stuff during COVID. And, and we were able to get them on draft and, and just some great beers. And and right there with this Invita, this Invita Mexican lager, you know, it was really cool. And they were doing some cool stuff with it. They were doing Invitaritas where they were, were they were blending them in some uh, with some ice concoction that they were making as well. But uh, we, we stuck with the tried and true. So it was really cool to have it on draft. And then we uh, bought some cans as well. And that's what we're sharing with the boys tonight. And I think they, they did a great job. It's light, easy drinking. It's just a good, crisp Mexican lager. Like I said, especially I think the day we were there, it was a really warm day. So it was like it was perfect conditions for a Mexican lager. It's a great beer. I'm coming along on Mexican lagers and in, in that I'm sure has to do with talent. And Joe's got me into the sours and yeah. the uh, Belgians and and I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy them. I, I like this one quite a bit. It has just enough body to it that and flavor to it that uh, kind of steps away from the super light ones. Wait, and you got some brewing notes from Anthony on uh, his Blondale. Well, yeah, because I I hadn't had their blonde, and I mean, he was saying that that's one of those ones as well that they were kind of actually, I think, at a point we're going to move away from, and and then they they've been throwing it super simple. And what a what a great blonde! Um, we were kind of making a joke between them and Culver with uh, the Mad Neighbor that Carlsbad should be known as uh, Blondale Central. Like for, we were talking yeah. about, forget eight hundred five. How about seven six zero? And let's just be, yeah. let's take over the blonde market. So. No, I think they do a really good job, and I and I agree with you. I think the big difference between this and a and a Modelo, which I actually had last night, is this definitely has a little more body to it um, and and some flavor there. So I think they do a really good job with this one. And Tom, where are you where are you in the uh, really good to meh range? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I agree with Tom. This is actually a pretty good Mexican lager. Uh, I, I like the taste. I like the body to it. It's one of those ones where you don't need to add to the flavor with a lime. You can just drink this straight out, I think. Uh, I see talent nodding his head there. So, you know, hats off to Bergen for uh, producing another North County gem. Not sweet like some of the, the macro Mexican lagers, which I don't I don't dig that sweetness that I think the corn brings in. But talent, you're the you're the brewer. You know these things. No, I, um, I agree with you. I think that's that's that. I um. And, but you know the one thing I've I've really liked, and I'm I mean I'll we'll, we've been highlighting this beer, but I do think it's kind of cool how we've had so many beers from, uh, you know, Stone has the Buena Vesa. We had the Epics. They have the Los Locos, that the Utah one where they they do introduce some lime or some salt into it, and I, I think that's kind of cool. That was something I never really was into, even when I would you know, drinking Modelo's and, and, you know, Corona and all that stuff. I never put a lime into it, but now I find myself because of those have kind of going back that, that way. So it's kind of fun just to see that evolution. And, and then the fact that so many breweries now, you know, mother earth has the Tierra Madre 
you know, that, that, that so many actually, you know, think about all of them. Um, Belgian Beaver has the Buenos Tiempos. They've all kind of taken their little twist on it, their little spin. Um, yep. And with more coming, I think um, Duckfoot's got one coming with uh, they're doing a collab with Los Lobos, uh, which is going to be uh, really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to try that one out and check it out. That's good. Uh, this one, our Invita Mexican lager from Virgin has two hops, Pearl and Tetniger. And they use a Pilsner malt with the traditional Vienna malt and a little corn in there, flake corn. I don't know if that what that does to it, but thumbs up for me. And I'm not always a thumbs up on a Mexican lager guy. Got a beer? Maestro, would you roll out the orchestra? It's time for toast, roast, pour one out. Talent, you're up first. So speaking of local breweries, one of the originals is going to make a reappearance, which I'm super excited about. Saw this news today. Oceanside Ale Works, uh, which actually uh, was a starter brought to life by a former Carlsbad High School teacher, another one, uh, Mark Purcell. He opened it up uh, back in 2000. I'm looking at the actual date. But I think it was like back in 2000, like 12 or yeah. I mean, they were one of the first ones. They were the first brewery in Oceanside mm-hmm. uh, to come online. Um, and obviously they had some great beers and they uh, they grew really quickly. Um, and then they had some issues, more management issue type of stuff. And they basically closed shop in, in 2018. Um, and so it was really cool to see that they have kind of resolved that. And so they are going to be reopening uh, very soon, probably in June. And Purcell will be the sole owner now, I guess, the sole you know person in charge of this. And so uh, really excited to see that. And they're going to be bringing back a lot of their, their originals. And then you know, what he was saying was that he's learned a lot in the interim between 2018 and 2021 in terms of working with other styles and that kind of stuff. So really excited to see what he's going to uh, bring to the market. Plus, like I said, it's a it's another former uh, colleague of ours. So it's kind of cool and uh, look forward to, to meeting up with him and checking out what he's he's up to. We spoke with him today. Uh, so he's excited to, to meet up with us. Yeah. And, he, you know, he was a mentor to a whole bunch of young brewers here in North County. We've been over at Culver, talked about that. So excited that he's going to have some new styles, but that Peerview Pale, the Buccaneer Blonde, I, I've right. been waiting a long time to have have those again. So congratulations, a toast to uh, OAW. Welcome back. Yeah, cheers. And Tom, I see you've got some toast for tonight. Yeah, I got a couple actually. So uh, nice to be at the top of the list instead of the bottom, right? <laughs> it depends on what comes before or after. Well, I'm not on the bottom of the list. Back tonight, to that so. penguin porn that that Doc was showing us. I like being on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, that is, yeah. among other things. So, yeah, I got some uh, quick hits that I wanted to talk about with regards to the month of May and all the cool and fun, exciting stuff that happens in the month of May. You know, obviously, we're we're highlighting a couple of them in this episode. Uh, May the Fourth be with you and Cinco de Mayo. But did you guys also know that May 4th is Happy Teacher's Day? Yeah, we know. Happy Blaze Teacher's Day, guys. Oh, do they spoil us yeah, at they work do. on these yeah, days? It's uh, crazy. You would not believe the treatment yeah. we get. Is, yeah. is there two apples on the desk instead of one that day? I, I... <laughs> and because it's a podcast, you cannot see the eye roll. Right, right. In the month of May, we also have World Laughter Day, Military Spouse Appreciation Day, um, Mother's Day, of course. Uh, National Arms Forces Day is this month. Uh, National Rescue Dog Day. 
Uh, here's one for us uh, current bike lovers is Bike to Work Day. Uh, how's that e-bike treating you, Jeff? Great. Went on a great ride this last weekend with Mr. Todd. I went on a ride today. I got to I got to sneak my rides in because I can't afford the e-bike. I got to try to keep up with you guys. I got to get some <laughs> some training in. Uh, here's one for the doctor, World Otter Day at the end of the month. Uh, and then the other one that I just want to highlight, and it's a special one for me because my wife is a nurse, is National Nurses Day. So uh, hats off to all you nurses out there. We appreciate everything that you do for us. So just some quick fun things that happen in the month of May for us. Right on. Thank you. Cheers to May. I'll drink to May. Cheers to May. Yeah. Cheers to May. May's a pretty good you know month. What, you know what I like best about May? Is the next month is June, and that means it's summertime. Summer's that's, that's right. That's the best part about May. <laughs> I I got the uh, the uh, keg fountain up and running. That's the unofficial yeah. start of summer to me. That's right. Open up the pub shed. Open up the palapa bar. It's it's time. Yep. Pub shed sanded and sealed and and already enjoyed. I mean, I really worked on my TRP game this week, talent. We, we actually excited. had a team meeting where we said, all right, TRP is talent's thing. Unless you got something good, stay out, uh, stay out of his way. So I, I worked on my TRP game today. I'm excited about it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Toast to New Jersey. Jersey. Yep. Starting strong. Jersey. Operation Jersey Summer is the name of the program. Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey has launched a shot in a beer program with cooperating breweries right. throughout New Jersey. Operation Jersey Summer, you get your vaccination, you show up with your vaccination card to a brewery, get a free beer. Dude, that's a Perfect. smart move. Smart Man, move. Brilliant. Brilliant. Road trip. And you know what? From there, you head to Krispy Kreme. Wait. Get a free donut. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get like 10 shots? What if we get like 10 shots? Keep, I would probably go yeah, get multiple yeah. shots. I get multiple cards. Like, hey, I'll take one. I don't need 10 shots. One. I just need 10 breweries in a row. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. All right. And a Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme to break it up. So, Toast in New Jersey. Toast in New Jersey. That's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah, I got one more for you guys. Let's hear it. You guys may have heard of the, an actor by the name of Mark Hamill, right? No, really? never heard of him. Corvette no? Summer. No. Yes, Corvette yeah. Summer. Corvette Summer. Yes. That's yeah. what he's known for. Wasn't well, he known he, for the Star Wars Christmas special? He, sure. he's, done a, he's done a few things out there uh, in his time. Uh, but I just want to tip my hat to him and toast to him for making the month of May uh, even a little bit more j enjoyable and, and fun. He, If you guys haven't seen it out there, for you listeners, he has the May the Calendar be with you and help celebrating May the 4th be with you. So obviously May the 4th is May the 4th be with you, but May the 5th, defeat the Sith. Or Cinco de Mayo. For uh, you English teacher there, Jeff, may the 17 syllables in a haiku be just like this tweet. <laughs> okay. May the 15th be an emergency number in Pakistan. By the way, I just wrote my lesson plan for the 17th. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> May the 20th be so last century. May the second be better. All sorts of stuff. You, you can check it out online. He's got he's got a saying for every single day. But I just a toast to Mark Hamill for you know having a little fun and extending the fun throughout the month of May. Uh, so hats off. Toast to you, Mark. Toast. May the force be with you. He's embraced his Star Wars, hasn't he? Where he Harrison Ford oh, he sometimes has. does yeah. not, like what I mean yeah. sometimes, I mean often does not. <laughs> he's just said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> he, he's embraced every character that he's done, yeah. really. I mean, you know, Luke and the Joker. I'd like to but have him as done... a friend, not even just on the podcast. I just, 
I'd like to be friends with Mark. Yeah. I think what's great about it is he's seen himself like he's kept it going. I think he's become in some ways more popular as Mark Hamill than just Luke Skywalker. Right. And that's as a result of his presence online and and uh, Twitter and, and those types of things and his responses. I mean, he's willing to, to engage with his fans and uh, of all ages. So that's really cool. And he's not afraid to be the butt of the joke either. That's the right. part I, I like. So that's all. You do, huh? Okay. <laughs> Good. Check. Yeah, that's awesome. Noted. Toast Mark Hamill. There we yes. go. Yes. And Tom, you've got the floor still. So why don't you head into your roast? A follow up to our Miami story last week at the Sentner Academy, where the owner uh, had basically told teachers not to get vaccinated. And if they had to stay away, and oh, by the way, your job's probably in jeopardy next year. They've actually, in response to that, gotten a tremendous positive uh, following now with people wanting to transfer into their school. So all those anti-vaxxers out there have been jumping at this opportunity to join the Sentner Academy. Great place so, for them. Let's put them all together. It is. Talk about a role reversal in in a week's time, only in Florida, right? No, it's the times we live in. I think that's anywhere in this country right now. Yep. I would rather they're all together than spread out. 100% agree. <laughs> a continuing story for sure. I bet we hear more before May is over. <laughs> well, it went from a, did we go from, oh, no, it was t- two roasts. I was thought maybe we'd move down the line and it'll be a poor one out for all of them next week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you got a roast too, talent. Yeah, I got. I mean, I know we all can take a look at this or listen to this one and all kind of maybe figure some. We've all had neighbors uh, that maybe we've had some issues with, you know, throughout the years, and and you may think of different ways that you maybe you could uh, deal with those neighbors. Um, but I'm going to tell you how one man in Michigan dealt with his neighbor that he was having some issues with. So this guy having an issue with a, a property line dispute with his fellow farm owner. Um, And so what he did is he erected a 250 foot wall of manure um, (laughs) between the properties. Uh, How do you get a wall that high? I'm not really sure. I don't know the logistics of it. I didn't consult an an engineer or an architect. You got to put it in the time. But basically um, it's, it's an organic structure, uh, but basically it serves now as a physical divider between the two people. Uh, the one guy, the neighbor who was the having the one issue, his name is Wayne. Um, the other guy, they actually never have identified. Um, he's anonymous, um, but he is denying that the structure is a poop wall. And he's saying it is a compost fence. Um, <laughs> so just, you know, tomato, tomato, tomato. Name. Yeah. Um, However, Anyways, the guy's doing... on his fecal agenda oh, and he yes. got himself a, a yeah. fence. But doing a deep dive on that, uh, manure is not listed as an ideal compostable material under the EPA. So I'm not sure how that goes. And actually, if you look on doityourself.com to make a compost fence, uh, the fence is meant to be keep animals out of compost with wiring and other fencing materials. And so an organic material like manure is probably not a viable option. So just a little bit for you guys that are thinking about going to build one of these this weekend. <laughs> um, just maybe look at that. Do it yourself.com. We'll tell you exactly how to build the compost fence. I think you can probably watch some videos and see what the poop fence looks like. If you want to go that route. Good fences make good neighbors. So, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. Yeah, that's so that's how, you know, one way to deal with neighbors, I guess, is that. That's a shitty way to deal with neighbors. It is a shitty way <laughs> to deal with them. Perfect. I agree. 
Yeah, they should rewrite the Robert Frost. I should do that. I got another lesson plan. <laughs> rewrite Robert Frost mending wall with this story. Oh, I got so many good lesson plans out of this. this I just episode think already. how great is it? How many times you can get to say poop wall? I mean, like actually, yes. you guys in the media, the media talking about the poop wall. It's like okay, and today at the poop wall, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I think I really might make that a lesson plan. I teach I teach uh, kids that are old enough to to enjoy that lesson. They would enjoy that. I agree. We're off to pores. You want me to go first? Please. So uh, in in line with our theme of Cinco de Mayo tonight, um, I'm going to pour one out for the American education system. Um, so speaking of lessons, uh, this I'll throw this, away the lessons. Yeah. Well, no. These might. This here's some other. These are more lessons for me, I think, with my students. Um, but these are actual questions and terms that were searched on Google about the Mexican holiday Cinco de Mayo. Oh, nice. um, first question: When is Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> um, and second question to get more in depth is: When is Cinco de Mayo in 2021? Because you well, never yeah, know. It could be different this yeah, year. Could be first Wednesday. The next year. question that came up as one of the uh, most searched terms is: What is Cinco de Mayo in Spanish? Jeff, what is that? <laughs> it's in English. It's Cinco of Mayo, right? That's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, another question that came up a lot is a lot of people uh, were asking, is Cinco de Mayo the Day of the Dead um, celebration? <laughs> and that is a big no. Day of the Dead is uh, around uh, Halloween time here in the United yeah, States. You drink too much. Could be the Day of the Dead. It could be. You never know. <laughs> could be. Uh, another the morning question of the that dead. Came, yeah. Now, another question that came up is, where is Cinco de Mayo? And that's more of an existential <laughs> question because I really feel like if you drink enough, <laughs> Yeah. Cinco de Mayo is everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. And right? every day. It is a state of mind. It's it like be, it's it five o'clock somewhere. Hey, it's day. Cinco de Mayo somewhere. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's, that's good. Right. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. It's yeah. Cinco de Mayo somewhere. <laughs> 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 Another t-shirt idea, guys. Oh, yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Next it. one question. So, uh, so apparently some some uh, people were there uh, Googling, can you give me some Cinco de Mayo drinks without tequila? So I would encourage them to drink this Invita Mexican lager from Bergeon. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some other people will just wanted to stay sober. Then people are actually looking at uh, Cinco de Mayo for toddlers, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo for seniors, and Cinco de Mayo for dogs. So I guess, you know, how you want to celebrate, who wants to celebrate, uh, that is important. And they, everybody has their own take on this holiday. And then finally, probably the greatest question that, that tells us about the American education system is Cinco de Mayo about mayonnaise. Oh. oh, so right. I'll leave it at that one. We uh, we've got some work. Yeah, we've got some work to do, boys, with the uh, the youth of America yeah. and the old of America. I think these people are much older and maybe too late for us. Well, poop wall. Yeah, so poop wall. I was so excited about my poor, but once again, I've decided to go after you and feel yeah. foolish. Sorry about that. Bad choice. Nicely done. Thank you. I do have a poor one out for the sun. What? So I am fo- I am following your lead. So yeah, that, that's yeah. sort of your thing. Let's go yeah. big. Big. Pouring out for the sun. And this has to do with a, uh, a man on TikTok named Javier. He's a time traveler from the year 2582 who has returned back in time to warn us that on June 6, 2026, the sun will go dark for exactly 72 hours. Whoa. Yep. That's a long time. Yep. Then pyramids of light will... Why? Go ahead. What does he say? Well, hold on. That That's a great question. And yeah, I like the yeah. way you think. You are a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? Why does that happen? I'm curious. Well, first of all, we got five years to figure this out. Right. Let me tell you what happens next, because you'll have more why questions. 72 hours of darkness, June 6, 2026. And then pyramids of light will appear in the sky. Nice. But wow. he also warns, don't look at them. 
He will explain why to all of your questions later, he tells us. Later. Nice. Stay tuned. And you can't use any electronic or gas light sources during the blackout, only candles. Again, he'll explain more later. Mm. Quote, it will be perfectly clear soon. Mm. So, odd piece of information to share, especially considering things he could have warned us about <laughs> or tell us about if he's coming from 2582. How about this pandemic thing? You're right. Right. Maybe in fairness. Give, maybe give us some ahead. stock. He could give us some stock tips, like what stocks That's are big true. in that year and such. Dogecoin. He could have told us about yeah. Dogecoin. Yeah. We could have got it on in early. On. Now it's now it's I too suppose late. he's in, in telling us to invest in in candles. He has given us a yeah. five year time to stock up That's on them. Good him. point. Good point. <laughs> he also has gone forward in time to the year eighty nine seventy three. Uh, and informs us that humans are all gone and the world is run by telepathic cyborgs. So good to know, I guess. I've, I've seen that movie, Terminator. Yeah. He could have clued us in on what leads to our demise, but he's left right. that out. TikTok seems like an unusual choice for uh, microphones to share, but he has 636,000 followers hey, and millions yeah. of likes. So he's got us beat. I'm thinking we need to, yeah. we need to go on TikTok. <laughs> That's where everyone is. All right, all right. You're in charge. You're officially in charge of TikTok. Right. You're the best dancer of us, anyway. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, got, I'm, that's we're not going, even close. We're set, we're going TikTok. We're going big. Right. We're exploding. Okay. <laughs> pour, pour one out <laughs> on for TikTok. the sun. <laughs> that's right. Pour one out, ladies and gentlemen. This has been toast, roast, and pour one out. Time to visit the dark side with Darth Citrius. Thank goodness. I was getting thirsty. I will say the first thing I'm going to say about this Darth Citrius, one of the coolest labels. Long time ago in a barrel room far, far away. Just a, That's a cool logo that those guys did. Actually, actually, a quick note on this group, too, uh, this California Wild Ales. I also saw today when I saw the information about Oceanside Ale Works is that they are opening up a tasting room in Ocean Beach, this California Wild Ales. Uh, so very cool. I look forward to going down there and checking that out. I'm looking forward to summer. we got a lot of breweries to visit. That's true. I'm free. Me too. I'm free. I just haven't finished grading these haikus. <laughs> hey, real quick, we, we need to uh, give a shout out to Brad and thank you for these, by the way. There you go, this Brad. Is a great, great idea. Thanks to Brad go, for Brad. free beer. Thank you, Brad. And I did uh, quickly check in with Zach over there at California Wild Ales. And he gave me a, a fun fact about this beer, all the citrus. It's made with limes, lemon, and orange, oranges. Uh, all of those were grown locally in Escondido by Summer. Gosh. No last name. She's one of those people that just goes by. She's just Summer in oh, Escondido. Like Prince. Like Madonna. Yep. Like Madonna. Quick. Yeah. Joe, yeah. name a one-word star. Madonna. <laughs> nice I, I shot, thought you were going to say Bono for sure. I thought you were going to say Bono. Come on. How's that not the first... One you said show. star. Yeah. It's the last one I heard. Oh, that is tart as hell. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going in. My sphincter's puckering. It's because I'm puckering up. Oh, you can just smell the tartness in it. Yeah, you can. It's really good, but it is no nonsense on the tartness. It's, it's not too bad. Really? I mean, I no, yeah, I like it, it's but it's it's a tart. No, I meant the tartness. Tartness isn't too bad. I actually really like this beer. This is really tasty. I thought you you talking about your sphincter pucking wasn't so bad. 
Yeah, that's what he was saying. <laughs> that too. And did you hear it in his voice? I heard it in his voice as he was Super, talking about the beer. Yeah, very flavorful. I, yes. I, it's going to get me. It's going to take. I'm going to have to. My palate is going. What did you just do? So it's going to readjust, and it's going to be a. I, I already can tell I'm going to like it, but it's going to take. It's going to take a few ounces, about four ounces, before my taste buds realize what just hit them going yeah. off that mexican lager that had just like the slightest tinge of sweetness not much at all yeah i mean to, to this. go from that to this is you're right no it, it definitely and you can smell it so i'm assuming it says in a, in a barrel room i'm trying to read on it it's got yeah it's barrel age it says it's been barrel aged for 12 months it is good and i agree it's got a really good pucker initially but then it kind of balances out uh, on the back end which is kind of nice it doesn't stay with you hits the lime up front yeah and the lemon on the back, I'm still searching for the mandarin oranges. I'm still searching for that and the taste of it. But I do get the lime right up front, and then it backs off to the to the lemon on the back end. It says exploding with citrus flavor. Exploding's right. Yes, I would yeah, agree. Definitely. I think the orange is in the middle there. It's gotta be it's gotta be in the middle because <laughs> the lime and the lemon right. took their place. But if you yeah. blink, yes. it's gone. Looking forward to meeting Zach and Bill of California Wild Ale soon. They invited us to to come chat with them. Are you getting past the tartness? Nope. Tom did right away. I'm not. I thought you were asking for picking up the orange. I'm. Not, I'm not picking up the orange at all. But I. I definitely. I'm enjoying the tartness. I because I'm not a giant lemon. I'd like the lime. Lemon's like number ten on my list of citrus. Don't hate it, but it's number ten. I'd like a little more orange to come through on this. But then it wouldn't be Darth Citrus. True. It's got to be a little sinister, right? Double celebration. So we have a double dose of I Bet You Didn't Know. Well, what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How many people searched when is May the 4th this year? Was that something that was Google searched? I don't know. I was was sticking to Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Well, Tom's done some research for us on May the 4th. Hit us with it. Well, unless you live in the Outer Rim or you've been stuck in a space battle or you just don't use a calendar, May the 4th is a big day across the galaxy. So part one of this week's I Bet You Didn't Know has to do with the origin story of the May 4th holiday. Yes, I said holiday. You might think it's one of those made-up holidays promoted by Disney or Lucasfilm to sell maybe some more merch, like they need to sell more merch, (laughs) expand the brand. But no, the actual origin story of May the 4th might surprise you. The history of May the 4th begins a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, or in this case, across the pond. Way before all the memes, and all the TikTok, and all the Instagram. And unlike some popular misbelief has it, it wasn't the original release date for Star Wars. Do you guys remember the original release date for Star Wars? I cheated. I already saw. February 30th. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sure it wasn't. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo was it. And it was going to be called a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the actual release date of the original Star Wars A New Hope was May the 25th in 1977. How many of us were in line for that? I lived in the desert. I had to wait a year. I was like six or seven. So no, I was not in line. I wanted to be in line, but my parents would not drive to LA for that. They said, we'll wait till it comes to Saugus. 
Well, I didn't see it on May the 25th, but I, I saw it shortly thereafter because I saw a big poster of it. And I was like, I got to see that movie. And I was all of uh, eight years old, I think, at that point. So I did see it in a drive-in. I do remember that. So that dates me there. What's that? What's a drive-in? Exactly. That <laughs> dates me. Right. The credit for the pun goes back to May 4th, 1979, when Margaret Thatcher won the election to become prime minister of the United Kingdom. The conservative Tory took out a newspaper ad that said, May the 4th be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. So thus became the inside joke for all the diehard Star Wars fans for over two decades before the internet shared the pun with the whole world. And then in 2011, the Toronto Underground Cinema hosted a big event celebrating the day, and that really helped May the 4th launch into the bonafide holiday that we all know and love today. And yes, of course, once Disney got a hold of the franchise, it became a full-flung, shameless, mass-marketed bonanza of a holiday we now celebrate. And then to take it a step further here in California, in 2019, the California State Legislature officially named May the 4th Star Wars Day. Now, men, women, and children everywhere bust out their best swag, dress up, and enjoy the day. What's your best Star Wars swag you guys have, out of curiosity, gentlemen? Oh, that's a good question. I did dress up, but I, but because I was teaching my English class, I had a deep cut. Now, you hear how deep cut my, my T-shirt was? What's that? It, it said, Mercutio drew first. <laughs> nice. Deep cut. That is a deep cut. Double deep cut. My best swag, though, um, I don't know if this counts as swag, but my uh, uh, my Shakespeare, the Star Wars stories rewritten in Shakespearean English. I love those. Those are cool. Those are cool. Talent? Uh, you know, I, I've, we've got a lot here, but probably my one that's closest is, is uh, my Chewbacca jacket. I get a lot of grief for that. You're only telling half the story there. Oh, I'm sorry. It is... A double, what do you call those? Yeah, reversible jacket. And on the inside, it's uh, it's a. I think at that point it was it's Captain Solo. It's a Captain Solo jacket. So it's a uh, double fun. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I get a lot of grief for for purchasing it, but uh, you know when I pull it out, everyone gets jealous, uh, and I look really good in it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you don't get any grief from us. I know. I'm talking more about the home unit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Another, last fun fact, if you have Alexa, you can ask her for Jedi lessons, and she has nine of them that she can share with you. And now you know. I like it. I've had Alexa. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but have you had her Jedi lessons? <laughs> I bet she could teach you a thing or two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My, my uh, in-laws have Alexa. I'll have to try that when I go over, but I have yeah. a feeling over there she's tired of being yelled at. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like me and Alexa don't speak the same language. She doesn't seem to understand my accent. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. And talent for the second part of our I Bet You Didn't Know. Uh, so I'm going to highlight Cinco de Mayo, uh, and I think I'm going to start off with what it isn't. And it isn't Mexico's Independence Day as I try and tell my students every year, that is September 16th. Cinco de Mayo actually commemorates the Battle of Puebla, which was a battle, the French occupied Mexico at a time. And so there was a battle in a town called Puebla where uh, the Mexican army was largely outnumbered. 
poorly supplied, and they defeated the French, who like tripled the size of their army. Um, and so, you know, obviously it was a huge victory. And uh, it actually had some huge effects here in the United States as well, because at that time we were in the middle of the Civil War, and France was actually going to support the Confederate army. Uh, but by the Mexican army defeating them, they weren't able to do that. Uh, so it actually played some role in even in our history in some ways. Or who knows, I guess at some point, but that where, but that because of that, people here in California, that's where it originated, uh, celebrated that as a way to honor the brave Mexicans who fought so valiantly against the French. And so uh, the first celebrations took place here in California in 1863 uh, as a way to honor them. Actually, one of the things that was kind of interesting in looking at it, so they had a big celebration and actually in Northern California, there was one town there. I didn't get the name of it, but they actually partied with drinks, foods, and banquets. So probably the first Cinco de Mayo fiesta in the United States happened in Northern California back in, in 1863. So Chico State? Probably was Most Chico likely. State. I'm gonna, I would, yeah. I, if I had to bet, I would bet money on Chico <laughs> that State. That was the first yeah. Sierra Nevada pale ale. Yep. <laughs> That's what they drank. <laughs> so... Uh, so anyway, so nowadays, obviously, it's much more celebrated in the United States. They still do have festivities primarily in, in Puebla, but the U.S. has taken it and and gone crazy with it. Uh, did you guys know that FDR was actually the, the who he helped commercialize Cinco de Mayo? Because back in 1933, he started this good neighbor policy and he was trying to establish uh, positive exchanges and relationships with Mexico. So that's when they started to kind of commercialize it a little bit. And it became kind of what it is today. The thing is now it's it's basically become such a big party here in the U.S. and a big opportunity for people to, you know, just to have a fiesta. It's coast to coast here in the United States. Big cities, especially with big, uh, large Mexican-American populations uh, like Chicago and Los Angeles and, and San Antonio and those places have big ones. I think they say that they think it's either Denver or L.A., but Denver, they say, actually has a uh, is believed to have the largest celebration there with almost 400,000 people attend the two days with parades, carnival rides, taco eating contests and so on. I don't know if that's going on this year, but normally that's kind of where it is. San Diego needs to step up. We do need to step our game up. However, here's what I'm going to say. Another shout out to California. According to the California Avocado Commission, Californians eat almost 80 million pounds of avocados on Cinco de Mayo in the U.S. alone. Wow. So okay. I'm not an avocado guy, but we are oh, doing our I'm part I'm doing there. my part. Yes, I'm sure most I've are. I've got one ready for tonight. There you go. So that's how it. So that's kind of Cinco de Mayo. Again, biggest thing is don't make the faux pas of calling it Mexican Independence Day. That is not it. It is just a, a great opportunity for us to get together, celebrate, I think, Mexican-American culture. You know, and, and again, it's it's a it's an opportunity for us to, to kind of, you know, have a great Mexican lager, um, have some great food and, and spend some time with some friends. So uh, salud. 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 Here's to life. To life. It's getting tingly as this beer warms up. Yeah, it's good. But it's definitely got the pucker. Yeah, it's a pucker. Still pucker puckering. Up, buttercup. Still puckering. <laughs> You know, I said it's a dual celebration. That's not true. It's a triple celebration because I forgot this. Bienvenidos. Welcome to Beer or Not a Beer. The most cerveza. The most or no cerveza. (laughs) The most feliz cape show in town. Here we go. If you're a first-timer, I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. Verdad. <laughs> One is falso. Here we go. And since, as talent just so appropriately told us, 
This is a gringo celebration. Beer number one is Gringo de Mayo. And <laughs> oh gosh, and, that's and, 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 I, and I don't have to tell you, these are all Mexican lagers. All Mexican lagers. Beer number one, Gringo de Mayo. Now, you want your beer cold, so beer number two is Cinco de Cryo. Cinco de Cryo, beer number two. And then the day after you had to day after Cinco de Mayo, beer number three is Seis de Hangover. Seis de Hangover. And beer number four is Cinco, Cinco, Cinco Cerveza. Did we get that? Beer number one. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, which beer is not a beer? Gringo de Mayo. Beer number two, Cinco de Cryo. Beer number three, Seis de Hangover. And beer number four, Cinco, Cinco, Cinco Cerveza, which is not a beer. Producer Joe. Uh, Seis de Hangover, I think, is not a beer. Seis de Hangover. And Tomas. Cinco, Cinco, Cinco Cerveza. Cinco, Cinco, Cinco Cerveza. And the influencer. That was a little French oh. there. That was okay. Seis de Hangover. What a great name. Mm-hmm. I don't want Hangover in the name of my beer, but that's just too good of a name. Mm-hmm. That's too good. Uh, Gringo de Mayo, of course, must be a beer. That must be a beer. So I'm going with Cinco de Creo because I don't think anybody knows what Creo means that's drinking that beer. There you go. Cinco de Creo. And talent. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I don't want Hangover in my beer name either. I'm going to go Seis de Hangover. Seis de Hangover. No one chose. Even though I would, I would drink it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no one chose beer number one, Gringo de Mayo, which is a Mexican lager from Austin Beer Works. Nice. Beer number two, Cinco de Cryo, actually is a beer from Thin Man Brewery. So we're down to beer number three, Seis de Hangover, and beer number four, Cinco, Cinco, Cinco Cerveza. Beer number four, Cinco, Cinco, Cinco Cerveza, really is a beer from 555 Brewing in Ontario, which means Joe and Talent got it right. The beer I pulled Mm. out of my sombrero was (laughs) Seis de Hangover. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for playing Beer or Not a Beer. Adios. Gracias, Almerico. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. We hope you had as much fun as we had and maybe learned a thing or two. Make sure you share our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Looking forward to next week where we're doing this all again. We'd love to keep drinking. Right now, we got tacos to eat. We got to run. Vamanos.